schedule it in. We cannot assume that we are going to make time to be organized or to stay decluttered. So really scheduling it in, it could be as simple as bringing the glass back to the kitchen, but maybe you end your workday just five minutes ahead of time. Get your desk around, clean up your email inbox a little bit. Maybe that's something you're doing at the beginning of the day while you're starting with your coffee, but schedule it in. Time block is a really useful tool for productivity. So if you use your calendar on your phone or a paper calendar or planner, a lot of those will give you the opportunity to schedule within hourly blocks. It could be 20 minute blocks, whatever it is, find the time and schedule it in and make it a priority because there is a return of investment in being organized. It will save you time and it will save you money. And you just stay consistent and keep going at it. And you'll start to see that the little things become a habit and you'll recognize yourself as an organized person. And you'll be able to apply that in so many different areas of the work life, of your home life. I mean, even in your commitments on your calendar. I mean, once you start to really recognize what matters and what's worth keeping around and what you're using and why you're using it, you'll really start to see that trending through all of the areas of your life. You're listening to Brand Lift with Tori Sikama, where each week we demystify branding, marketing, and business to help you get seen, get published, and get booked by dream clients. I'm a beach-loving mom from the Jersey Shore who quit her full-time gig and picked up a camera. Six months later, I was published in six different magazines for my interiors and branding photography, launching me down a path to booking clients who love me. Needless to say, I'm obsessed with all things branding, marketing, and design. Now I'm bringing my 20 years of marketing expertise and my passion for photography and design to help you get in front of your dream clients too. I'll talk about the real struggles of being an entrepreneur, creating a brand that people love, and how to set yourself apart and grow your business quickly. If you're a photographer, interior designer, architect, builder, or you just love all things design like me, grab a martini and get cozy as we gather to get real about your brand identity, numbers, marketing, and more. So you get seen, get published, and get booked. Get ready to give your brand a facelift with Brand Lift. Welcome to Brandlift. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Maggie Britton. She is the owner of Chesterfield Organizing Company and a good friend. As a professional organizer and clutter guide coach, she is a visual problem solver. She's a wife of an outdoor enthusiast and a mother of four active humans and one lazy pup, Creating peaceful and clutter-free spaces is a must to maintain smoother day routines in her home. Smoother days are exactly what she wants to help you create for your home too. Maggie and her team want to save you time and teach you the steps to maintain newly organized spaces. In addition to offering in-home organizing, Maggie also offers online education through Coco Organized. 
Her group coaching launches in a few months, but she also has a self-paced course, which is available on her website now, which guides you online through four core steps of organizing to create a space that looks and feels like the best version of you. And who doesn't need more of that? Welcome, Maggie. Thank you, Tori. So happy to be here. Well, I am so excited that you're joining us today, and the topic that you're going to discuss, I know that everybody needs to hear this, me included, how a decluttered workspace and home space can support an entrepreneur by simplifying their day-to-day routines, whether it's a desk or an email inbox, being organized is key to reducing overwhelm. Amen. (laughs) Well, I know that our audience is excited to have some takeaways and some actionable items, and I would just love for you to dive in to this topic because you are the expert. Thank you, Tori. And office organization is as relevant as it was pre-pandemic as it is now. So many of us were used to working in a space that was shared with others, and maybe there were some systems in place but many of us are now working, especially entrepreneurs, are are home with maybe a beautiful home office, but it also may be a dining room table. So being organized definitely increases your productivity. So that's what we want for everybody, no matter what the space is that they're working in. And there's a few points that you can touch on to just keep the space in a visual decluttered mode so that you can keep doing what you do best. So I want to share just a few of those easy, small tasks that can get you started and keep you on track in your home space, but it could also be applied to really any space in the home. And like the email inbox is just as important as the desktop. So these are all things that you can use in either your physical space or the digital space, because clutter does come in multiple forms, and physical and digital is definitely one that in work life comes up often. So definitely starting with the smaller tasks and adding those into your everyday are wins for everybody, especially if decluttering or organizing is new to you. Working with office supplies or emails, it's actually a really easier place to start because there's less sentimental objects that you're dealing with. So it's easier to get in the groove and you might find that you'll be motivated and continue it on to other spaces in your life. So yes, one, start with small tasks. It could be as simple as returning the coffee cup or coffee cups, <laughs> or snack cups back to their appropriate homes in the kitchen at the end of your day. It is so easy for us to be working and being in the groove that we look up and it's time to get on to the next task at the end of our day that we feel rushed and we leave. Our space is cluttered. So just by taking those small things and clearing your desk You'll find that every day, the more that you do it, it becomes routine and you'll start to do it without even realizing. So start small 
And once you get a grasp on that, then move into that drawer, move into the email inbox, but start small and congratulate yourself because they're small tasks equal big wins. Secondly, reduce the excess supplies. Offices, home offices, desks tend to clutter create attracts clutter and office supplies are a huge component of clutter. And we actually don't need nearly as much as we think that we do. And sometimes it can be fun to purchase a pretty paper clip, a pretty notebook, but if it's something that you don't need, then start to think about if it's something that's worth taking up the space in your work zone. Because once you start taking up that physical space, you're also going to start taking up some of that mental space. And we know that we need every ounce of mental clarity to get our work done because everywhere else there's things coming at us. So that's number two is to reduce those excess office supplies. Number three, digitize anything that you're storing that has the option to go online. Certainly take that option. There's about... 80% of what we have paper-wise that we will not even look at again. So that leaves us with actually very few pieces of physical paper that we need to hold on to and file away. And filing, (laughs) if you are able to reduce this and digitize a lot of your files, you're just going to regain that space. And with that space that you're regaining, don't feel that you do need to fill it because empty space, (laughs) as Tori knows, is in photography, empty white space is a gift. Yes. And just letting that flow and that energy flow through that empty space, you'll find that mental space is clear too. So that's number three, digitize anything you can get up into your computer. But then that also means that you're adding things into a different space. So now that you have... Maybe it's a file, maybe it's a bill, maybe it is a pamphlet of some sort. All of these things do need a home within your computer world. So organizing those files, giving those files and emails a folder to live in is key so that you know where you're going to start looking and be specific. The computer is not going to ask you for the shortest description that you can give. Be specific and think of what you would look for to find that file. So if it's a date, if it's a person, add those all in there so it's easier to find when you do go looking for them. And again, when you have the folders, whether it's the email or it's a folder within your Dropbox or you know anywhere you're keeping those files, break it down. So if you have a folder Don't just label it all photos and lump everything in together. Break it down to as specific as possible. The smaller containment that you can give any item, whether it's the paper clips or it's the file photos or it's the emails about something that you're learning, break those down into very specific labels so that it's easier to find. So I'm going to ask a question there because... That is key. And I'm a big like naming convention Mm -hmm. person because sometimes you can create a system and then forget what you created. Absolutely. (laughs) When you you try to go back to look for something. So you mentioned Dropbox. For people that are new to digitizing, 
Can you recommend or give them like maybe an example of a couple different ways or systems to digitize on? I do Dropbox, Mm -hmm. so that's my native. But what do you see your clients using? So, I mean, Dropbox, OneDrive, Google are all the most commonly used. The key for that is that these are also apps that you can have on your phone. So you don't need to be at your desktop, at a laptop. Those files are talking to each other no matter where you are. So you can access those files. And how you said, labeling those and forgetting, I mean, being organized allows you to not have to think about those things. So if you know, okay, I'm looking for a photo, well, then that's all you really need to think about. Once you get to that point, if your systems are organized, your systems will walk you through it and you won't even have to remember. Your systems will guide you every step of the way once you get to that. You just know I have to look for a photo and then it will break it down. And it's the same thing with whether it's a closet, an organizing cabinet or a cabinet of office supplies Maybe you just know you need a special type of folder, and that's all you have to know. I need a folder from the office cabinet. You go to the office cabinet, and then in there, you find something that's labeled, broken down into exactly what you need. So being organized is a actually a little trick of being <laughs> a little bit mentally lazy sometimes or just right. a, a boost. Yes. I mean, it's hard. We have so many things coming at us from every direction of life that it's impossible to store it all in our brains. And we shouldn't have to. So that's where organizing actually really helps clear some space for everything else that really needs to be in there. So thank you for clarifying that and giving some examples. Absolutely. So on top of that, the next thing, actually, I'll skip over to one because we were talking about OneDrive, Google, Dropbox, all having a system of what you're doing with something when you get it, whether that is a piece of paper, whether that is a new package of pens, what's happening with that item when you get it. So there should be a system, a routine procedures of where those are all going. It could be, you know, I know, Tori, you use a CRM for your clients and to keep your clients organized. That's a huge part of being organized in terms of being an entrepreneur or anybody with a service-based business or works with clients. Keeping your clients' information and what process you are in your relationship in the work that you're working with them, keeping their information organized is just as important as well. So once you get that information, where is it going? Why is it going there? Knowing the why is always helpful as well in breaking it down. So some of those systems, just for examples, would be the HoneyBook that I believe you use. Dubsado is another popular one. You can go into ClickUp. These are all organizational tools and platforms online that they are there to help you get organized and just streamline everything so that you're not digging around for the information that you need and it's there when you need it. And then six, schedule it in. We cannot assume that we are going to make time to be organized or to stay decluttered. So really scheduling it in, it could be as simple as bringing the glass back to the kitchen, but maybe you end your workday just five minutes ahead of time get your desk around, clean up your email inbox a little bit. Maybe that's something you're doing at the beginning of the day while you're starting with your coffee, but schedule it in 
time block is a really useful tool for productivity. So if you use your calendar on your phone or a paper calendar or planner, a lot of those will give you the opportunity to schedule within hourly blocks. It could be 20-minute blocks, whatever it is. Find the time and schedule it in and make it a priority because there is a return of investment in being organized. It will save you time and it will save you money. And you just stay consistent and keep going at it. And you'll start to see that the little things become a habit and you'll recognize yourself as an organized person and you'll be able to apply that in so many different areas of the work life, of your home life. I mean, even in your commitments on your calendar. I mean, once you start to really recognize what matters and what's worth keeping around and what you're using and why you're using it, you'll really start to see that trending through all of the areas of your life. I totally agree with this. And time blocking is a concept that I think is really a critical thing to learn. And I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into time blocking. So when you're saying time blocking and just say you're looking at your Google calendar. Mm -hmm. Now I carry a paper calendar organizer with me at all times, as well as Outlook. Sure. So Outlook and my paper organizer are my two keys. So The concept of time blocking, are you saying like every morning between 8 and 8.30 is my time to journal or is my time to go through my inbox? Absolutely. So do you have like a flow that you find works well for your clients? So if someone is working through getting organized on their own, I recommend starting small. And so maybe it is that 8.45 to 9 or whatever it is that your typical day is just starting to pick up and starting small and giving yourself a small task. If we're working with clients in person, there's a saying, eat the frog first. (laughs) You know that that is the biggest part on the list. You know that that's something that you're dreading. And so in order to avoid it, you just have to eat it up first. So that's actually the approach that, We take a lot of times when we're working in a person's home because I have a team. It's not something that I'm recommending for people who are just getting started and becoming organized and decluttering. It's definitely good to start small. So when you are time blocking, don't feel the need to fill up a whole hour of things because in reality, that's not going to happen. Smaller, shorter sprints are good. You know, 15 minutes here could be clean up an inbox. Maybe at the end of the day, you're replying to emails. Maybe on your way to fill up the water bottle in the kitchen, you are putting something away at the same time. The small things build up and that's where it's best to start for this organizing journey. Yeah. And on the subject of email and Mm -hmm. inboxes, do you recommend that you should only like look at your inbox a couple times a day? Or are you recommending that people continuously look at their emails throughout the day? I mean, I think that's something that's worth trying. And at this point, you probably find what you do well and what you don't. But playing around with it 
is definitely a good option. I like to go through emails and reply to them as soon as they happen if I can, because then that clears my mental brain that that's done. But also if it's a day that I'm away from my desk and I know that I'm just going to be coming back to my desk, let's say I'm on a job, I come back, I'm going to leave 20 minutes to go through my inbox and then go through everything at that point. So depends on what that your daily routine looks like. If you're someone who always is forgetting to respond to an email, I'd suggest just responding at that time that you're reading it if you can. And crossing that, even if it's a list in your head or even if it's a list on paper, crossing things off does feel good. So anytime you can reply to something as soon as you can, that's great. But if you also set that time aside. And that's where if you have it scheduled in, you're not thinking the whole day, oh, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to remember this. It's, okay, now let me look at my calendar. Let's see what's next. And that's all your brain is processing. Your brain doesn't have to process all those tiny tasks. It's processing one task at a time. I know my brain appreciates that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Not always multitasking. A hundred percent, right. And for focus, it helps as well, too, because then you can be in in one groove instead of switching that focus around. Well, I know you must have been talking to me about the first topic, starting with small tasks, as I'm looking at an iced coffee, a coffee mug, and a bottle of water. That sounds pretty standard, I'd say. (laughs) Okay, okay. But I will be sure to clean these up before the end of the day so that they don't appear tomorrow morning. (laughs) Right. Now what you're doing today is setting yourself up for tomorrow's success. Everything is leading to what's next. So now when you're clearing your desk, you're starting, you're refreshed, you're reset, it's going to be calmer the next time you're coming to that space. And there's a little less anxiety with what's coming the next day. What do I need to do? Oh, I need to do this first. I need to do... When you get into those routines, you start to expect what's happening. And walking into a clear and decluttered space is always a good start, whether it's the office and workspace or the home space. Well, and you know how baskets are so popular now. Mm -hmm. I'm looking underneath my desk or actually at one of the legs. I've got a cute little rattan basket and, you know, it's getting kind of full Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) and it's time to go through it and maybe digitize some of that and throw out some of the paper as to what really is relevant. Certainly. And the basket actually, that's a great system in itself because that helps you gauge when it is time to reset. And that's the whole idea of the containment and having a home for everything. Because once you start spilling over, that is your visual key and reminder that let's take a moment, let's get through some of these things and get back to zero. So that's a great system. You know, even if you have a bin of pens, if you are bringing more pens that can fit into that container... (laughs) then that is also another signal that maybe you didn't need them. <laughs> so you How did you know I like containers <laughs> as those are boundaries. Those are boundaries and they're guidelines and it helps you reduce excess for sure. Well, everybody needs a little Maggie in their lives, that's for sure. How did you get this organizing bug? So I was a little bit here, a little bit there while my kids were in school and When I was starting to look for something more consistent, I went into closet design. And 
as I was doing the closet consultations, I mean, the number of closets and cabinets that I have seen in homes I have been into, nothing surprises me at this point. There is nothing I haven't seen. But what I was finding is, though there were certainly some clients who were able to have a new closet closet system installed and they knew what to do with it, I was finding a lot of clients thought that the closet system was going to fix their clutter issue. And I wanted to get in. I wanted to support them. I wanted to help them. I wanted to get my hands on everything. And I wanted to teach them, you know, if you were going to invest in this closet system, what are your daily habits? What do you need to do first so that you're really making that investment worthwhile? And I've always been an organized person. I like spaces in order. I just didn't realize that that was something that other people weren't seeing the same way that I was. So once I was working with a lot of homeowners, I realized that's what I needed to be doing. (laughs) So I transitioned into full-time organizing and that allows us to really get in. And then the ideal situation is you're decluttering, you're sorting and you're identifying what you have, and then you're working and designing a system around what you were now deciding to keep versus the traditional standard process of just having the closet designed, having cabinets put in, and then deciding what's going in there. Right. It should almost be the opposite. Absolutely. So now if I'm doing any closet design, it's only with an organizing client because we really just break through and make it the space just that much more efficient when you can identify what's going into it and why. Absolutely. Okay. So here's the big question. What is the biggest pain point? What is the biggest area where your clients need the most help? So the biggest pain point would be letting go. A lot of people struggle with what to let go, how to let go without the guilt. So we work through a lot of that one-on-one with our clients and is a process, especially with the sentimental items that's a lot harder or something that you paid good money for it, but you're not using it. So then you feel guilty. But there's so many reasons that people will tell themselves that they're holding on to something that we do have to work through and there's some roadblocks. But once you start to, I call it the letting go muscle, once you start to build that up, it becomes easier with every item that you come across and You build that muscle up because your brain is a beautiful thing and is always growing and can learn new things at any time. So I love to see that transformation in my clients, not only in their physical space, but just how their relationship with physical items. So once they've learned how to work through that process of letting go, then it's a whole new world. (laughs) I love that. And, you know, knowing you, and I hope that our audience is getting the sense of who you are, you have such a way about you, such an ease that I think you would be so wonderful to help people through that process and letting go. And just the way that you are with people is a real gift. You have a gift of just a subtlety, a way of making people feel at ease. And if people want to work with you, I know that you have this course that is going to launch in a few months. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the difference of working with a group versus 
in-home versus someone doing your self-paced course? Because there's three different ways to work with you. Yes. And thank you for those kind words too, Tori. So when we're working in home, in person, in an office, I actually love working in office spaces, but that's usually someone's bringing us in because they don't know where to start. They don't have the time. There's so much going on in their life that maybe they're on a time crunch. Maybe they're moving. Maybe they're moving in. Maybe they need to use that space for something different. And they've reached the boiling point and they're just frozen as to what the next step is. So when we're working with a client in home, their involvement is really only 20% of the entire process. We are hands-on, we are taking care of everything, and then we just work through them on identifying what stays and what goes. Now, in a group program, it's not that I need you to know what the next step is. I just need you to know that you're ready. Just knowing that something has to change and what the systems and how your space is working and where your mindset is around clutter, just knowing that there is change and that shifting that is a beautiful thing, then I can take you the rest of the way and just guide you and focus on your daily habits. We would work through each space. We could work with different spaces. It's the accountability. It's the having answers to questions right when you think of them and building up really just embracing the organized lifestyle that you can carry with you on your own and the confidence in it. It's overwhelming, especially now that organizing is trending to say. It can feel overwhelming. I hear a lot of people say that they just feel frozen and they don't know where to start. So if you know that you're ready, then I can get you to those next places. And so that it becomes a full shift in your daily routines and making your daily activities and just lifestyle that much smoother and simpler. Absolutely. It just helps to be organized. I know being home during the pandemic, I mean, we just decided to refresh. Yes. Yes. And with refreshing came like, I think we're up to like three or four dumpsters. Yeah. That sounds about right. (laughs) And it was time to pare down. And it's amazing what's up in the attic space that you will never touch again. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think it's really wonderful. Well, Maggie, this was a masterclass in organizing. I appreciate you and your knowledge and sharing it with our audience, but I really want people to find you. And so where are all of the places where people can find you? Sure. And thank you. I am most active on Instagram, Chesterfield Organizing Co. on Instagram. And that also is on Facebook. So you can always, if you want just a quick hello, you have a question, maybe what's the next step in working with me, you can send me a DM anytime. My website is chesterfieldorganizingco.com. You can fill out a contact form. You can sign up for my newsletters, stay up to date with 
events that are happening, whether it's an in-person workshop or an online group program, as you mentioned. So Chesterfield Organizing Co. will get you. You put that into Google or Instagram, it'll get you to me. So I look forward to connecting with anyone out there who knows they're ready. Wonderful. And I'm really excited for you and this new launch coming in a couple months with your group coaching. It's going to be so successful. I wish you the best. And it's so always wonderful to connect with you. Thank you, Tori. And the best of luck with your podcast. I love it. Thank you. All right, Maggie. Bye. Bye. You just finished another episode of Brandlift, where we talked all things branding, marketing, and design. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, head on over to my Instagram at Tori Sikama Photography. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. For show notes and any links to this episode and to snag your step-by-step guide on how to get published, head on over to torysikamaphotos.com and get started on your path of getting seen and getting published. See you next week on Brand Lift.